0: Welcome to Listen to Lawrence, presented by Lawrence Eric Davidow, Senior and Managing Partner of Davidow Davidow Siegel and Stern, one of the first and most successful elder law, special needs, and estate planning firms on Long Island. This podcast series is based on his Listen to Lawrence seminars and will teach you how to plan in advance to protect your own assets and those that you leave to your children and grandchildren. Mr. Davidow is a past president of the National Academy of Elder Law Attorneys, a published author, and an accomplished and educational speaker. So sit back and listen to Lawrence.
1: Hello everybody. My name is Lawrence Davidow and this is another episode of our Listen to Lawrence podcast, dedicated to answering your questions. Well, I got a question recently that was what is a trust? That is a basic question. And I already have a podcast out there that started to talk about it, but I only talked about trust that you create while you're alive. And the point I made was that a trust you create while you're alive is essentially a contract, a written contract that you and a trustee sign. It brings to life the entity called a trust and the trust will say what the trustee can do with your assets during your lifetime and then who they should give it to after your death. And that's where I left off. But I wanted to go a little further because there's not just trusts that exist while you're living, but there are trusts that come to life after your death. So it's not that you're signing a contract with somebody else. You're not signing a contract with a trustee that takes effect after your death. What it is, is that you are putting it out there for someone later to accept the responsibility of being your trustee. So you're now gone, and we'll call this a testamentary trust. It's a trust that comes into life after your death and it could be through the probate of your will or some other way like you could create a revocable or irrevocable trust while you're alive but at the time of your death the assets go into a trust at that time separate from the revocable or irrevocable trust you created while you're living that trust may just go away and a new trust will 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 come to life after your death. So you're not signing a contract with the trustee of that trust, but that trustee will sign a piece of paper saying, "I agree to the terms that were in that last will and testament or that lifetime trust. I agree to take on the responsibility of being a trustee." So that's what it is. It is a uh it's a writing that acknowledges that a trustee is going to uh is going to take the responsibility of managing some of your assets for whatever purpose you laid out. So you know that in your will or your trust upon your death, you could leave money to people, but there are reasons that are out there why you don't want to leave your assets to people. That's why you create a trust. That's why you entrust a trustee to hold it for you, because you don't want to give the money to your family or friends or relatives, whoever you wanted it to go to. You don't want them to own it outright. You want to retain a little bit of control over it for a lot of reasons. So try to think in your own head, what would be a reason why you would want not to give the money to the to your person, whoever that might be. But why you want to give it to a trustee instead? Well, I'm just going to list a few and and I want you to think about it and see if any of these make sense for you. Well, you may have a child who's a minor. Uh, you don't give money to one of your kids when they're 10 years old or 3 years old And I can tell you, I wouldn't give it to my kids when they're 18, and I wouldn't give it to my kids when they're 21, and I want you to think that maybe 25 is too young. Maybe 80 is the right age that your kids should get the money. Oh, you don't know my kids. (laughs) But it could be, you have to pick the age. It could be 30, it could be 35, it could be half at 25, it could be half at 30. So you don't want to give your children the money until they reach an age of maturity. And children mature at different ages. So I want you to think about what's the right age. I have so many clients that say 21 and I go, really, 21? And I oh, guess not. That, I guess that doesn't make any sense. I mean, think about 20-year-olds. Most 20-year-olds are stupid. So you don't want to give the money to them directly. You want to give it to them in a trust so it could be managed for them. All the money can be used for them. The, the trustee will have discretion to use that money for them in any way that you want them to use it for education, for health, support, all the things you'd want them to use the money for. We're just not giving them control over the money until a certain age or ages. So think about creditors. Some of your beneficiaries may just be, have no ability to manage money at any age. So you wouldn't give it to them. You'd give it to a trustee to manage for them. M- maybe they're able, but they're irresponsible. You, they're just the type of person who they'll get the money and they'll just forget about it. Or they'll give it. They'll just have someone else manage it for them, but not a professional. Maybe someone who shouldn't be managing it for them. If, if they're irresponsible in any way, you put it in a trust for them. Um, If you know they're just going to have bad management of the money, you don't give them the money. Uh, If you think that your children are about to get divorced, it may not be a good idea for them to inherit money. I'm sure there's no one out there that doesn't like their daughter-in-law or son-in-law. I'm sure you wouldn't have picked them. I'm, I'm sure that doesn't exist, but it's possible and it might be better to put the money in a trust than to have your daughter-in-law or son-in-law get the hands on the money someday. So think about that. You may have children that have drug and alcohol problems or gambling problems. You don't give money to people like that. You put it in a trust. It may be for their life. You may have a child with disabilities. That child may be on Social Security. Um, they may be on what is called SSI, Supplemental Security Income. They may be on Medicaid. If they inherit money, first of all, they may not be able to handle it because of their disability, but even if they're competent and they can handle it because of the needs-based benefits they're on, they shouldn't inherit money because if they inherit money, they'll lose their SSI. They'll lose their Medicaid. So we create a trust for them. We call that a special needs trust or a supplemental needs trust. Essentially, let me tell you about that trust. You're giving the money to a trustee who has full discretion to use this money to enhance and enrich that beneficiary's, that child's life for the rest of their lives. All the money can be used for them, for whatever you really want the money to be used for, but it can't be used in a way that would replace government benefits. That's the type of language that's in there. That's called a special needs trust or a supplemental needs trust. And at the death of your child with disabilities, The trust would terminate, and the money would go on to someone else in your family. Some people create bloodline trusts. They love their children, they trust their children, but they want to make sure that the money stays in the family. So the money goes into a trust, it benefits your beneficiary, your child, your grandchild, whoever that may be, and at their death, it goes to other members of the family because you don't want the money going to their... You you gave it to your son, you love your son, he dies, he leaves it to his to his wife, and the money ends up in the hands of her next husband. You may not want that. You may want it to go to your to your children and then to your grandchildren. You may have children that are very affluent, and if they are very affluent, they may have estate tax problems. They're probably, in their planning, trying to find ways to get rid of their money so they can die with less and pay less estate taxes. So if they inherit more money from you, that would be a bad thing. They're going to get it and then try to figure out how to get rid of it. But if you leave it to them in a trust where they can benefit from it upon their death, that money will pass to other family members and won't be taxed at the death of your child or grandchild, whoever it is going to be. So bottom line is you can create trusts while you're living, you're giving, uh, having a contract with a trustee Or you're asking a trustee to accept the role of trustee to manage assets after your death. That's the lesson I wanted you to get today. And so that's about it. I I, Look, I take these questions. I try to answer them as quickly and as as sincerely as I possibly can. And so if you have a question out there, I invite you to send me uh, one of your questions and I will answer them. I want you to send it to info at davidowlaw.com, and I will answer your question in a future podcast or one of my Listen to Lawrence letters. I uh, encourage you to go check out our website at davidowlaw.com. Until then, thanks for listening. I wish you peace, health, and
0: happiness, and until next time, stay safe, my friends. Bye-bye. The Listen to Lawrence podcast is not meant to be advice particular to any one person or to serve as a do-it-yourself planning guide. It's simply to educate the audience. For more information, please visit davidowlaw.com.